Welcome to Bonehead. Now, we've got Todd Farmer with us, and Todd's been on the show before. Todd, I don't know how, I don't know that I want to use the word lucky. I don't want to use the word privileged, but you are exceptional because you're the only, is he the third or fourth guest we've ever had? He's the third guest we've ever had on more than once. Let's it's see. him, Mick Strawn, Mick Strawn's production designer, uh, four, four. Street three or four. Yeah. And Ken then Boggle. Ken Boggle. Laurel Hightower. Laurel Hightower, who's a dear friend of us, who's a, who's an author. Well, Joe's in- not working Comic-Con anymore. Oh, yeah, you've done this. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Jerry. All right. There's been a fuck ton of you that have been on here a ton of time. <laughs> but no, you have. And and what's funny is is that you, you were very kind. We had an absolute blast with you last time, but you said you'd love to be back on. And a lot of people yeah. say that. And, you know, they're just, it's the Hollywood, like, or the Hollywood no silence or, oh, yes, this was fun. Please, God, I don't want to talk to these three rednecks ever again. But Actually, a lot of people aren't talking to you from a tool shed. No, they're not. So you're the only one. But by I the could, way, if, if you're if you're building a deck with coffee mugs, you're doing it wrong, sir. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> well, she got tired of all my coffee mugs, so I got to keep them out here now. So <laughs> I see. A, is that a NASA one and a Jaws one? What do we got? Jaws, NASA, Wonder Woman, Jason. Yeah. A good Good Mythical Morning. I don't know if you know those guys. No. Um, an Irish thing and Mickey Mouse, and oh, then cool. there's, and then all the all the, all the you know the ones with wings and butterflies. Those are in the house. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to bring you back on, you know, a week or two later because I didn't want to seem like I was desperate for you. But I'm desperate. Well, here I am. I know. I, I said all that shit to say that I'm so happy to have you back. Well, I'd it's really like to get you to some conventions out here sometime. Yeah, I'd love that. I was the world starts turning again. I guess the world is kind of turning again now, isn't it? Well, I think scare our our big convention that we do, Scarefest, is coming up, is going to be rolling out in October, and there's a few more. <laughs> but yeah, in Florida and a few places in the south are really getting back up. So that's good. How have you been? Before good. we I mean all the political movies, how have you been? I mean, since the last time we spoke, I went from here to the house and then I walked back out here again. And I've done that a bunch. <laughs> But you do, you run, you're healthy. I, I, I'm only just now starting to run again because I felt bad doing it. Why? I've read some article where when you're running, you're actually spreading a cloud. It's not, it's more than six feet. You're spreading this cloud of But you had, a, you had like a double mask on. Yeah, but still I felt bad. I just felt, I, I felt bad doing it. So I was, I was going some, but I wasn't going enough. And so I've gained a robust belly, which I have to get rid of now. Well, so. I, it's okay. Dad bod, they tell me he's in, but I've had it since I was a teenager, so <laughs> nobody gives also, two, two shits. What? I, I'm going to say, I've also quit drinking since last we spoke. Because <gasps> like you, I was drinking all of it. And I, I thought I'd give it a break. I, I think I've said it on here before. I've said it to my two best friends here, but I, I, I'll say it to you. And, and being in all transparency, I knew... I was depressed and doing too much when the I don't yeah. drink beer. I keep Dang, he's doing two people. Zoom calls at once. How can he do? That? Oh, because of the friends <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any friends. But uh, all the beer was gone, Todd. Does yeah, that make sense? Uh, yeah, not only was I, the bourbon low, the beer was gone. No, it makes perfect sense. When I would go drinking with my friends and they would do beers, I'd get pissed off because it just wasn't doing it for me. Right. 
So, so the beer was gone. And I thought I should yeah. probably stop doing this every night after we get him to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're here. We're on the other side of it. I'm glad to know that you, yeah. uh, you and your family are healthy. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, stepdaughters in uh, Ireland back at school. Uh, the other one's in there playing video games and my wife is in uh, Spain. So I have so many jokes. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, were you able to celebrate? Was it Derek's birthday? Whose birthday? No, it was like uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah, Derek's. Derek's. Yeah, Derek, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Derek's birthday was recent, and then Tyler's uh, TV show came out today, I think. Yeah, on Netflix. Let's go yeah. ahead and give it a plug. What's the name of it again? I saw it over there. We watched the Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy. I don't know a thing about it. Do you? I'm, I'm yeah, genuinely he, excited to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he plays a priest or something. He's... Yeah. Yeah. So we give a plug that for everybody. I know, right? We're supposed to be talking to you. What do you got coming up? You, you got anything? Well, I mean, I go from here to the garden <laughs> and I pick some strawberries and I go back in the house. Yeah. I've got, I've got some stuff. Uh, I've got a, I've got a movie that we're negotiating right now. And so uh, that's that's a thing. And then I've got a couple of things that were completely on hold because of COVID and now they're not on hold. So you were planning to shoot something maybe in Europe, maybe something that starts with ire and ends with land. Yeah, right up there. Yeah. Up there where there is nothing. But uh, yeah. hey, I have to I have to finish the script. I'm not I'm not done. I still get another. 30 pages well when we're done with this we'll pitch you 15 ideas okay fine <laughs> i'm still holding you that you we said you we could do a set visit anyway so why Absolutely. we had you back on here is that you do you have a fascination or a love of politics and especially a lot of stuff that's going on right now but what we wanted to talk about were political movies because this is something that we wanted to eventually get back to and have a good reason to bring you back because i didn't want to ask you the same 10 jason questions that you get all the time what I is like the that. what is the number one Jason question? Uh, in my bloody Valentine, were you and Betsy really doing it? That's not a Jason question, but I get that one a lot. <laughs> and I used to. There are I worse to, questions to have. That's a. I know there not, are. I can't believe the writer wrote this. Oh, by the way, I, the writer cast himself. Who did he cast himself as? <laughs> That's not how it happened, but okay. I know. <laughs> Actually, no, that's exactly how it happened. He's full of shit. Patrick Lucier told us the story. Go back and watch episode blah, 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 blah. You got drunk. That's right. Patrick was on the show. Patrick. Yeah. Got, we got Patrick before you because it took me years to get you, remember? Because yeah. I kept getting silence and I thought I was getting a Hollywood no. You but apparently just you just weren't checking me. your messages, you say. No, I, I never. Because you, you contacted me on Facebook? Yeah. No, nah, I don't ever look at those. Although I did do a podcast this morning because I looked at one of those. Oh, they was a podcast in Sweden. Oh, really? Did I they... thought that would be fun. And was it? Was it? Fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. It was good. lovely. Good. I have a bunch of jokes, but I'm not going to make any of those because our Swedish pop, our Swedish, we don't have anybody from Sweden watching us. We <laughs> yeah, do have to have... in Norway, though. <laughs> if you really, well, there jokes, you go. That's yeah. next door. Yeah. I swear to God, if you go on SoundCloud, you can spot it all by country and it breaks it down. And it's like, who in the hell? I forget that you guys are actually educated. So you actually know that Norway's right there. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> yeah, we, I know we're from Kentucky, but we actually literally, there's like an actual doctor yeah. right below me on this thing. His name's Dr. James Thomas. We all work in higher education. Um, I know, but right, we, we sound like it, rednecks. Yeah. 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 And here's the worst joke of the day. Is it this way or Norway? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, what's your number one Jason question before we move on to pol- political movies? Um, I'm curious. What were you thinking? No, it wasn't really. Oh no, I never think. That. No, seriously, that's probably the that's probably the, it's the jokey one that I get all the time. Um, I told you I'm not a fan of the series. Your yours is the only one I kind of that I like. Chad, Chad feels the same way. I, I I mean it's okay. They were fun mm-hmm. growing up, and please, I'm not trying to shit on on uh, literally something no, yeah. you built a, built a career on. But Jason Tent's my favorite. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I got the poster I like in my room. We, we, I've got the poster. The only person who has a son that it's the guy who we've talked to multiple times. You know, I have pins. Yeah, <laughs> all the way in California, and you're covered in that is true. And you're COVID yeah, that you're not, you run global. it, blow it out like twelve feet. I hear. I have pins, but oh yeah, I have a red pin too. Maybe we Kick should just send our now. posters out to him, Chad, and have him sign them and send them back. Since I'm just going to sign the second monitor. <laughs> There we go. Great. I think you all do need to send you the send him the posters. I think you then need to eBay the posters. Let them know they're on eBay and jack the price up. That's brilliant. Yeah. How has no one ever thought of that? It's better than any Kickstarter you could do. You'll fund your next movie. That's true. All right. So let's get on to you. Did you give me an answer? I don't even remember now. Why did you do it? Oh yeah. Yeah, why did I do it? Oh, what were you thinking I, that, no it's a great opportunity and you work with that okay. absolutely amazing mensch of a person sean cunningham yep lovely guy yeah i know <laughs> but honestly the my only dealing with him was a couple of times and he actually was nice to me so i didn't have he, it's he like actually, he really is a lovely guy he really is you're he's the genuinely person, lovely guy i you're the only person i know who's ever said that he's he will Look, he's he's a guy who will fuck you in business, but he's a lovely guy. He'll feed you really good. He opens his house to you. So I mean, you you're a yeah. part of family. He's just gonna fuck you over if he gets a chance. So it's like my family in general. Yeah. It's family. It's family. Family. <laughs> it's blood. Absolutely. All right. So let's get started, <clears throat> I, gentlemen. What are some of your favorite political movies and why? And I'm gonna start with our guest, Chad. No, I'm joking, Todd. <laughs> What, what did you think of when you were thinking of political movies and why? Just give me when you one. first When you first asked the question, my first thought was all the president's men. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my Marshall County, my, and I don't remember her name, the, the teacher who taught uh, journalism and so forth. She was also the newspaper, whatever that yeah. term would be. And she did the, the, the annuals and everything else. But she... I ended up being editor of the newspaper and she had us sit down and watch this movie. And, and I, it was fascinating. It was just, and it is, it's probably the one political thriller that I've gone back to multiple, multiple times. Like it's one of those movies that it's like Chinatown. Chinatown's playing. I'm going to stop and probably watch that if I walk through it's on and, and all the presidents men the same way. Yeah. So. so what does it for you? Is it a fascination of just the, is it the, how well made the movie is? Of course it has that great cast, right? Robert Redford, Jason Robards, 
facts, but or is it just the the actual real story, or is it an amalgamation or a combination of all those things? Well, it over the years it's morphed. It certainly all of the things you just said is that's what it used to be. Yeah. Now since 2016, I see a world that we had the chance to it and, and it just didn't work. And so just looking at those differences has been fascinating to me. So I kind of feel that way. Oh, you guys, you froze up for a second. Or maybe I froze up. That's okay. You're good. You, we could still hear you while you went. Is everybody good? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I feel that way about, uh, about network. And I don't know that network necessarily mm. deals with politics as far as government, but it's definitely a political movie to me. And Pat, it's written by Patty Chayefsky and it's directed by Sidney Lumet. But it, to me, and, and I've, we've talked about it on the show before, uh, Patty Chayefsky was this wonderful writer, screenwriter, and he would get mad when people would call it satire in the 70s. It's like, this, isn't, this is going to happen. And by God, every damn thing except for us that we know of murdering someone live on television, now we would do it on the internet. He didn't see the froze, internet. Froze, froze, froze back, back, froze, Joe. There you go. Am I good now? Yeah, well, you're I mean, now. you're okay. You're okay. okay. I wouldn't say you're good. Well, what I said was the most brilliant thing you've ever <laughs> heard about Patty Chayefsky. And basically, I think I'm reincarnated as he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But network, like you're talking about when I was, I saw it as a kid, as a young man, probably too early to really understand most of it. But it's like the same thing you were talking about. You loved it for all the well, how well made it for all the great performances, for all the great writing. And then now it's just like he was a soothsayer. It's all come to be. And the yeah. only thing we haven't done is murdered someone on live television that I know of. Mm -hmm. And if we did, we'd just do it on the internet. Internet. I, well, I was about to say, I mean, we have seen broadcast of people be killed on television. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase. In the actual ending of Network, um, Somebody help me. It's it's not the three big ones. It's a made up one. Let's call it PBC. PBC has him murdered on live television. I I can't say that that's happened, but would either one of you all be shocked if it did? No, not really. Not nowadays. I wouldn't, especially when we have somebody who was basically telling people to do that. <laughs> I mean, right. It's actually shocking that it hasn't happened to me. Yeah, honest. I mean, we came very close on January 6th. I mean, mm -hmm. and that's the plain I think so. truth. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there were pipe bombs there. If those had gone off, yeah, people would have started shooting. I mean, it, we had people in the white in the Capitol with zip ties. I mean, yeah, was, anything could have happened. So, yeah, no, network is very more plausible than it was in the 70s. But even though, like I said, Patty Chavsky always fought against them calling it satire, saying, no, this is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. Never trust your television. He just didn't see the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. David Bowie did. What'd you say? David Bowie did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not all Bowie. You well, see no, those memes, right? Was, was it, did Bowie die in 16 or 15? It's always uh, it was just right after he got in office of so 16, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 16. Yeah. So 16 and so Bowie, everything's went downhill since Bowie died. Hmm. All right, you know, I, go ahead. 
I was gonna say, you know, the the movie that came to my mind as soon as you said political films, and I think it's so. I don't know. I don't know if it's cyclic or or what, but uh, I watch it and it's unbelievable. But I think the history of the movie even premiering, it's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I think it's unbelievable that somebody that quote-unquote innocent could make it that far. But I also think it's interesting that when they showed that movie, it was attacked as being communist, it was attacked as being anti-American, and I, you know, you watch the movie and it's, you know, you would hope there was a little bit <laughs> more of that. Yeah. But the fact that that's the big bad, right? That that the time. I mean, allegedly, uh, Capra claims in his autobiography that people that some of the senators that attended the screening because it premiered in D.C. walked out because it was an anti-American film. I don't know. I, I just I, I think it's. But I, even watching it now, I'm like, there's no way that guy makes it to. He's not gonna. He's not going to Washington. There's no amount of election he's going to win because he's too good. So is our cynicism that bad that we now think it's more plausible for CBS to murder someone on live television than it is a wholesome American who stands up for rights to make it to the Senate? Is it cynicism or is it just accuracy? I don't think it, if it, well, if you changed it to Fox news, I would more believe it or even one of the, one of the newer ones. Yeah, that's probably Uh, true. But, um, Yeah. I mean, but I'm pretty cynical at this point. I mean, I'm probably far worse than when we spoke the last time, and that was what, eight months ago? Yeah. Why are you well, like I, go ahead? I mean, because because I would say there network, we are in a world where network could could happen if and it's shocking to me that it hasn't already. Yeah. We are in a world where uh Mr. Smith can't happen. It's just yeah. there's I don't I agree. I don't think there's anyone on either side of the of the table that that's that pure of heart uh and i think sadly the thing that depresses me the most about all the president's men is that it simply cannot happen today because we had that opportunity and they were dealing with one break-in i mean the list of things that we were dealing with i I remember seeing uh uh, and i mean if i told you this last time shut me up but i remember seeing a uh I think it was a car commercial and it was an SUV and the SUV pulls in the driveway and the, the back hatch opens automatically. So it was several years ago and there's a dog there and all of these ping pong balls start coming out and the dog's going ape shit because he's trying to catch and he can't catch any of them. That was Trump. It wasn't one ping pong ball that we could grab and say, look what happened. They broke in at Watergate. It was thousands of ping pongs and two or three or four every single day. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't get frustrated. Well, I was going to say, do you think that's part of the frustration, though, is that we can't, uh, maybe part of the 24-hour news cycle is part of the issue, is we can't focus on one thing because we have to jump over to, okay, now he's just, I don't know, yeah. I'm going to say something ludicrous. He, he declared war on, I don't know, Angola, so we got to look over here. We can't, we can't focus on this, which we still don't know everything about. Yeah, I, no, I totally think that's part of the problem as well. I mean, and I, I wonder, people would say, oh, he's smart. That, that's by design. No, he's, he's a moron. It's not by design. That's just how he has gotten where he's gotten, because that's just who he is. It's one thing right after the next. Well, and I think, and, and maybe it goes back to being cynical, but I think that's one of the things that every time the argument of, oh, he's smarter than the average bear, you know, that 
he, he we we have documentation that before he's ever elected the contractors that he swindled really yeah. i mean he didn't pay them he didn't and everybody's like well that's a sign that he's a good businessman i don't want that person well, in and, and and the flip side of that too is i think this idea that i've heard several people say i want a president i can have a beer with i do not i want somebody that's so much smarter and so much kinder than i am that yeah. i don't even belong in their orbit yeah and that idiot doesn't drink anyway so <laughs> but Oh my God! That see that opens up so many layers to me. And Chad, we haven't even got to what one of your favorite. So let's go to Chad. Chad, what's one of your political movies that you wanted to oh. talk about? And then we'll come back because I got so a lot. I'm, I made a list of eight, and um, you know I I'm going in with the 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 parodies of the or the the, the satires um, that aren't. And this one might be argued that it's not necessarily a political movie, but I view it as a political movie. Um being there yeah Peter absolutely is a political film yeah um because i kind of feel like that is the situation we're in right now <laughs> uh well we, we we're somewhat out of it but four years mm -hmm. from now we don't know where we'll be um agreed but, because those because 40 80 percent of the country didn't just leave right and mm -hmm. you know now we have voter restrictions going on and mm -hmm. you know we don't know what the climate's going to look like in four years but I, and that is one of my favorite, what's well, one of my Peter, Peter Sellers performances. The other one is on my list. So you pretty much can guess what that other one that I was going to mention is. A pink Panther. <laughs> the lady but, killers. Uh, He's in the original lady killers. <laughs> I mean, if you, and if you think about it, like this was made in 1979. It's about a guy who doesn't know how to communicate with people. All he does is regurgitate what he sees on television. And in a way, that is what we've been living through yeah. with the last, in the last, the last four years. Yeah. Everything that was said on Fox News or one of those other places was regurgitated through the mouth of a man who was running our country. Um, yeah. And it and was sometimes made scarier too. Like and made was, very we've scarier. Up, we've got to amp it up. It's not enough that this was reported, let's amp it up. So, uh, yeah, I actually watched, be, uh, I loved being there when I was younger. I hadn't watched it in several years. Uh, and I actually just watched about three months ago and it's yeah. still amazing. But at the same time, I was looking at it at a, with a completely different perspective. Yeah. Uh, now Do you see him more, as more dangerous. Yeah. Would you say Todd? I, I was saying it, it, that was more innocent. The movie was more innocent than what the idiot who came in. I think, but do you, oh, yeah. yes, but I know, but now it's curious that you brought it up, Chad, because I haven't watched it in the last four or five years either. I even have, you know, I have the original one sheet poster for it, but I was, I was wondering if you would look at it now and go, oh, he was innocent. It would at least that's what you think. And now that you've watched what's happened or is he yeah. just dangerous? He's completely yeah. dangerous because if he says the wrong thing and too many people follow. Yeah. Is, because it, that's the whole that was the whole point of being there was he would say something that was you know from the viewing point of it not overly profound but the people who didn't know the th that were in the story yeah 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 interpreted it as something very profound yeah and now i'm I, I do i watch it very cynically i'm like if he said the wrong thing and all these people in power interpreted it something completely different we're in a lot of trouble 
And so I was, I was, I was sitting there. I was actually nervous watching it. I, I really was, yeah. even though I knew what was going to happen. Just the current times we live in just put a whole yeah. new, new perspective on me with that movie. What? So that, that's what on, I was worth. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm, that's all I had. Well, based on that, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because the thing that, that it's, it's how they interpret what he says. And I keep going back and forth saying that, go back to just Trump for a second. I keep thinking that the people who believed anything that he said, I mean, we all knew who he was a long time ago. I mean, he was on David Letterman as a joke. He was on Howard Stern as a joke. I thought everyone knew that. Uh, just even on his, his reality TV show, he, he seemed like a joke to me. I never took him seriously. seriously. And so, so when he would say these things and the people in, you know, the people on my Facebook would, would respond, oh yeah, he's so honest. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Was it that they're just dumb? Or I got to think some of them aren't that dumb, and, but they're embarrassed because they got suckered by a guy who's probably the dumbest guy on the planet. And they just go with it. I, I, I keep asking myself, how can he have that loyal a base? And I feel like the motivations have to be all over the place. So I have family, just like you, voted. And, and by the way, we're not an overly political show, but I did want to do this show with you. And, and we'll get back to some movies in a second. I don't think they're dumb. I think, yes, nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Like you were talking about. That's part of it. But the other part of it is he and other people that we've talked about in these movies, and I want to get the one in a second, one that starts, uh, uh, the one I was going to talk about next, A Face in the Crowd with Andy Griffith, directed by Lyle Kazan. You guys ever seen it? Uh, that, that was one on my list. Oh, I, I didn't mean to take it from you. So, you know, well, no, you didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a list. So it's just what yeah, I was facing the crowd. Just somebody who speaks something that they think isn't bullshit, even if it is bullshit, just because yeah. it's in your face. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I think both sides were looking for something like that, yeah. that they're tired of. But the problem is, is that <laughs> that's not necessarily a grown up way of handling things. It's not necessarily like James said, I want somebody who's smarter than me. That's not, that's not a diplomatic way of running a nation with 50 states yeah. and with many different problems and issues, depending on where you're at in those 50 states and a history that is not taught very well in our schools. And, and the history being so much different depending on your heritage or what group or ethnicity you're from yeah. or socioeconomic background, right? People in trailer parks, family of mine, voting him, thinking that they're going to somehow achieve this American dream. I mean, how do you buy takes, into it? I mean, we're talking about a guy who brags about his gold toilet. So, I don't get it. Well, I, I, yeah, but we all got one of those. I, if I, the one thing I agree with him on, if I could get a diet Coke button, I know it's bad for me, but wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. But back to the back to Andy Griffith play in, in a movie called A Face in the Crowd. He play, and I actually had to look it up. He's an Arkansas drifter named Larry Lonesome Rhodes, who becomes one of the biggest commentators in the country thanks to his unfiltered good old boy talk, and it's. What happens is, is his thirst of power leads his to his demise. 
I don't know that a thirst for power will lead to your demise in our society. No, I don't think not anymore. No. What do you all think? Uh, because a movie, I, he had to get his comeuppance. In the real life, you know, Bond doesn't come in and save the world. I don't know, though. I, I think, again, it depends on where you start from. I mean, my thirst for power isn't going to get me too far. Nobody is going to be like, oh, well, we're going to, you know, I've yet to get a, a, a team to follow me. I'll let you know if it happens. I've been thinking again about starting a cult. Uh, it's not happened yet. Nobody signed up. But I, I think the other side of that is James' manifesto. <laughs> it's, I've been, I, I had to download Grammarly to spell check it. It's going to take a while. Anyway, and let, the, let them cometh and drink the Mountain Dew. <laughs> but I think, the, I think the problem there, though, is going back to what you were saying earlier, Joe, the socioeconomic side of that. I mean, like you were saying, it is one thing if you have somebody that can hand you a start. But I think, you know, there's that entire line that it takes three generations to build wealth and what wealth looks like, I'm not sure. But it takes one to lose it. But if you can start with something, it's easier to build power. Right? If you can invest something. And I don't think, I think going back to what you were saying earlier, there's there's a disconnect where people think, if I get the right person in office or if I get the right, and, 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 you know, I guess it's, there's that, the myth of the American dream, I think is, you know, and I think that's what has enabled so much of this. And, and I'm probably going to get flack for this, but I think the problem with the American dream and that myth keep it getting repeating is, well, I don't want higher taxes for the rich because one day I might be rich. I don't yeah. want this i don't want that because one day that could be me and it could affect me so i need the rich to be left alone i need this to happen i need this so i've got to because one day i am going to pull myself up by the bootstraps and i don't know if everybody's got bootstraps some people don't have boots but if we sell that myth if we keep doing it we can pretend like all the socioeconomic all the you know racial inequalities historical all that stuff doesn't matter because we're all american and that sounds good on paper it does not seem to be working in actuality no i don't think so so is it go ahead i don't know that we talked about this last time but i i i never i never got rich doing what i'm doing i had great years and had horrible years and i had a year where i slept in a car Mm -hmm. and um and so that year i paid eight thousand in taxes this year a couple of houses got this fancy shed didn't pay a a dime so that didn't seem right you know i didn't you know you go back and you look at some of the stuff that the idiot did where he's double dipping with his daughter so he's not so he's paying her and then he's deducting the money that he's paying her and all that stuff didn't do anything like that all i did was just follow the actual the actual rules if i'm audited i'm gold but i still it just makes sense that success doesn't Hey, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, we should all want the roads to be better. Well, you know, Biden's, and by the way, like I said, we have Democrats and Republicans who listen to this, so we're not shitting on one or the other. And there's enough blame to be thrown around for the last long time on both sides. We, but we're not particularly fans of the last president. You mean to tell me when you were flat ass broke? You paid more in taxes. I've got to ask that question. Clarify one more time. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's a problem. 
It is a problem. It's an absolute problem. It's a problem because when you have money, there's more, there's more things that you can do to, to deduct. There's more deductions. There's more, you know, and it, it's, it's all legal. It's just the system is, there is a reason that there was this huge $3 trillion back in 20, was it 2017 when they did that? Yeah. I mean, that, that is... helped a lot of, a lot of very rich people. And Todd's leaving out the sadder part of that story that he had to pay all those taxes and then couldn't pay for the tag the tags on his car. <laughs> that would have been good if I thought that. <laughs> I by the way, it was a Prius. <laughs> it was a Prius. Far more Remy than you'd think. Well, I'm a big dude, dude. I'm a big I, dude. <laughs> I, I had a moment where and and uh, it kind of blew my mind recently. Um I believe, if I'm, I'm I'm not mistaken, I believe Caitlyn Jenner is running for office. Yeah, that's uh, California. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah, and and one of the campaign speeches she gave was about how she's concerned because some people are moving away because they don't want to see the homeless. Yeah. If I heard that speech correctly, her friend who was owned a hangar next door. Yeah, yeah. To her and, hangar, and I that Todd was parking in front of. I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> trying to. Uh, that is it. Did you see that tweet? I did. <laughs> it blows my mind because it does it does reek of that expect somebody to be clasping their pearls, so to speak, going, Won't somebody think of the wealthy? Yeah. Because I was, how, how about the homeless? Could we address the homelessness? Which probably includes, I'm betting, if I know my statistics, I'm sure there's a couple of veterans in there. There's probably some yeah. people that have mental health concerns. Yeah. Probably people the that majority need... have him mental health concerns, don't you think? Well, but I mean, and then there's also the people that just had bad luck, and those are the people we don't want to talk about because at least mm -hmm. then, if we can categorize whether they're a veteran, they may have PTSD. If we can, but it's the ones that really make politicians nervous is when you can say, yeah, they just had bad luck. Something bad yeah. happened. There was one too many bills. There was a health concern. There was something, and then they were wiped out. But anyway, yeah. I I saw that and it just blew my mind that anybody would go. She's right. That she has her. She has a point. No, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So let me ask you this. I mean, I, I, go ahead. I just gonna, I I think her situation is she is so far removed from anyone who who works a nine to five job or works any you know relatively normal job that she's just really out of touch on in that entire like you see that with upper class celebrities they're just they're so celebrity they no longer think the way 99 percent of the people think and so and that's on both sides so she's a different situation i think altogether but yes it's, it's a weird thing to say in public no, it is on both sides, and like it's a very hack joke. But like the celebrity who takes the private jet to talk about how we should, you know, conserve fossil yeah. fuels, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. is it that bad? I've heard other people talk about it. I mean, there's there's been some famous people who've just picked up and left. I mean, and they're either going to Austin or Arizona or these places. Like Joe Rogan moved everything to Austin. Is it really that bad with the homeless? I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I was one of them. I was a fortunate one because I had a car to sleep in, but I mean, there are places in downtown you, 
there's there's a couple of different kinds of, of homelessness. There is a mental health issue with homelessness. I, that's that, what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, that we we we're not we're not dealing with. That's something completely different. And then there's you know I was making, and I was working for a for a car dealership. I was making money, and I was paying all my bills. I just didn't have enough left over to rent an apartment to even share an apartment. I simply at the end of the month didn't have anything left over. I, I, I when I wrote the article, I mentioned a therapist and a couple of people took, you know, took off at me, you know, oh, well, you were sleeping in your carpet, you had a therapist? And I was like, well, WGA has great insurance. <laughs> I, mean, I paid 10 bucks for that therapist. Right. And she was great. But, um, you know, that's, yeah. I, I was, I just hadn't talked to any, I hadn't actually talked to anybody about that. And I move maybe getting slightly off topic, but I wanted to hear someone else's opinion because when I hear some celebrities talk about this, Joe Rogan is, I'm not picking on him. I'm just, this is the one where I listen to him go off about, you know, they're just outside your house. No, I mean, no, not at all. Um, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe the homeless situation in Austin is way worse than it is in LA. I have LA, no look, LA's bad, but I think any big city has certainly yeah. any big city with a decent climate has a homeless. Exactly. Um, I remember when I first got to LA, the first guy that I ever met that was homeless, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't all the way there. There was some, he, cause I, I know several times there was a mission downtown that would take him in, shave him, clean him up. He'd be back out there and he didn't want to be cleaned up because he didn't make, he didn't get as much money yeah if he looked clean. right but you couldn't carry on any normal conversation with him that's the, that's different from say a family that they're you know sleeping in their friend's garage and they just can't make ends meet i mean and that's a problem as well so there's a lot of problems when it comes to homelessness yeah it just doesn't i just don't know what i don't know what either side is really doing i i, I certainly it seems to me like seems to me like the Democrats, at least at this current stage, are trying to come up with answers. But I don't know what I could never figure out what the Republicans wanted to do about it other than just. I, I truly I'm going to shit on the Democrats a little bit on this one. I truly okay, feel well, like that's another one of those things that have been punted. They keep I agree. Getting punted down. I do agree. We're. And I'm registered independent. And I'm, I, as always, as we've talked about on here before, I, in Lexington, Kentucky, or in Kentucky, I'm considered, I'm considered left-wing liberal. And in the Midwest, I'd be considered, you know, somewhere right around a centrist. And by the time I got to San Francisco, I'd be a right-wing nut job. I don't know that that's accurate. That's just what I think in my head. Yeah. But all across the country, he's an asshole. asshole. I knew that was coming. <laughs> You know, actually, that was. We all agree, I'm an asshole. One of the things that's why I fit in so well here. I think (laughs) it's just because we're all from the from the same state. Well, actually, no, just like talking to you. What are you going to say, James? Was it important? Wait, wait, wait. There's the exception exception of Mongolia. In Mongolia, he's a dick. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't ask. Well, one of the things that actually I had a, a. I had an international student say something to me that stuck with me and maybe it gets to this point a little bit. They said, you know, looking from an outsider looking in somebody that's not familiar that knows Kentucky because of Kentucky fried chicken being now global and all that stuff. They, the, the comment was who would want to be president when effectively 
you're supervising 50 countries because each state gets to have its own state laws. I mean, you can't go against the federal law, but outside of that, you can twerk and alter. And that's why our court systems take so long. Why did you use the term twerk? I because I've been thinking about taking up twerking. If my manifesto doesn't work out, I've got to. <laughs> I want to make. I want to get some of that good, good twerking money. Oh, you got to um, do both. Yeah. It's, How is it's, your TikTok doing, Todd? It's it's called the hustle, Joe. You got to hustle. Um, but yeah, and I, I, that stuck with me because to hear somebody say, you know, it does look different, and and just to imagine. And by the way, they weren't overly impressed with um, either of our candidates last time. To hear them comment on. You know, it's like you, you all, uh, the, the other comment that came later was, it seems like you all never want change. Like you, you, you go between two sides and then you're like, okay, you've had your turn. Now we're going back to this side for a while. Oh, okay, we'll go back. And I was like, I can't debate any of that. That seems, you, you may have nailed it. I don't know. I certainly started out that way because I was, I voted Clinton Bush. Bush, Clinton, I forget the order, but I, I voted both Bushes, voted Clinton, voted Obama. So this was my first loss of this previous one. Oh, but, I lost uh, a bunch of them to Obama. <laughs> but I, um, you know, I, I, I don't, the, the Republican Party that I grew up in made plenty of mistakes, but that party just, just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, I, I legitimately thought McCain was a good choice. I mean, I had he chosen a different VP, I think I would have, I could have easily gone that way. And I, I was right McCain. there with you. Yeah, I liked McCain up until the end. But when you listen to McCain talk and you listen to Trump talk, Trump, what Trump, it's weird. I, I got, I ended up getting angry for a party that I no longer really related to because I had certainly drifted more, more liberal. But I was angry on behalf of my old friends that Trump had fooled them. And I still get angry over that. And, you know, what, what was the angry of, go ahead. What was the end? No, 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 you go. What's the evolution of you? So I grew up Republican and mm -hmm. then I, I switched. And there's another one of us here that just switched recently. What, what was your evolution? What do you think did it? That, that change? Was it the actual, was it internal or external or combination of both? Do you think being a dad, do you think it was living in LA and surrounded by all those leftist crazies, all those I mean, orgies I, you were participating in? I know it was, it was horrible. Uh, the sex <laughs> stuff was good though. Um, <laughs> did you spend too much time on the dark web? <laughs> too much of the dark web, you and your QAnon, whatever blood thing, orphans. I don't know whatever it is you guys do to live forever and look beautiful. I mean, look, I admit, I like my steak rare. <laughs> and, but uh, I, I've yet to try baby. I Apparently it's supposed to be good, but I don't know. It all happens at Tom uh, Hanks's basement. Apparently. apparently. Uh, no, I mean, I did have a guy tell me, give me this whole big long thing because Tom Hanks is this way because he took a picture of a kid's sock and that's secret code. I was like, geez, dude. Um, what was my turning point? I don't know. I know part of it was Lucier, Patrick Lucier was director, writer, friend, is mm -hmm. a director, writer, friend, and he was Canadian. So obviously he, you know, drifted a little more liberal and we would have these debates and he never, he never, he never shut me down. 
And I kind of feel bad because I tend to shut people down myself now, but he never did that to me. And so we would have open debates and there was certainly that was a part of it. And then I just really liked, I liked Obama. I liked the way he spoke. I liked the way he talked. I liked, you know, he, he came at things much differently. Uh, and it's funny, I think we talked about it last time, you know, I'd gone back and saw a, a video of, of uh, Bush Jr. And it was just like, it was like poetry. It was so beautiful when you've been living with, you know, Trump speak for so long. And I um, just, the, the Republican Party, I, I would get angry that, that they're, I think they're, they're gone. I, I agree. I think that's one of the things speaking kind of like you said with McCain, I, McCain was a maverick till he wasn't, I think. Yeah. And that was one of the things I think when he let the, in my mind, I, and I, you know, obviously I wasn't invited to the party, but I think when it was, oh, you'll need someone younger and, you know, get somebody and, and Sarah Palin, no offense meant to Alaska, but was not what he needed. I thought that McCain really was kind of the last, the last call that generation of, of Republicans and, and watching. And now, you know, we have shows like um, uh, last week with John Oliver did the entire thing on the deficit about how Reagan ran it up. And actually it was George Herbert Walker Bush and Bill Clinton, both, both worked to fix that. And I'm yeah. like, that, that is that sign of we can't have bipartisan work we can have things like that and i i think i think what is aggravating to me and and i i was a republican and i left the party but it got to the point where and i still see it why does it have to be us versus them isn't some things just a good idea like isn't stopping the spread of covid just a good idea why do we have to make it well here's a republican plan here's the democrat plan and i've started to develop my philosophy that if you're speech your political speech begins with what the democrats want or what the republicans want you, you lose me you lose yeah. me how about let's look at what do the americans want let's say can you phrase it that way but i don't get elected I, to office <laughs> i have a problem I, I i admit i have a problem with that i'm certainly leaning if someone tells me they voted for trump i'm it is very difficult for me to like i i know i wanted to say on facebook and didn't say it that i simply can't and I'm not in a position to hire and fire people, but I'm, I simply can't hire someone who voted for Trump because it's not a political thing. It's, it's an intelligence thing. It's a, it's a how easily can you be duped thing. I don't want someone who is that easily manipulated, that easily conned working for me. And of course, I can't, you know, politically, you can't say that because Trump is a Republican. But, you know, it's, it's the whole system is frustrating right now. But I, I, I hear you. Well, and I think that's what also got to me was the amount of people that, I mean, you can go back and watch Lindsey Graham talking about how terrible Trump is. Ted Cruz talking about, and, and then as soon as he got, you know, he won the primary, the amount of people that just fell in line mm -hmm. and just like, well, that's our candidate now. So we have to be a hundred percent behind him. That worries me yeah. just that we have to win whatever party we are we should win and if that becomes our candidate we're going to fall in line that worries me why do you think why do you think it is because i thought when he lost that would go away i, I didn't predict what's happening right now I, i'm not again i'm the least educated person in the room here <laughs> I, I admit my intelligence is lacking compared no no to you no, no we're fucking idiots 
Which is but, uh, I my, my expertise is this much in a big field. Todd, if you were if you were to fart, I wouldn't be able to continue this episode. I'd be to be on the floor laughing. Todd, <laughs> seriously, I figured out. I can do that. I was, I was forty years old when I finally figured out. Oh, you didn't like school, but you loved college, and then you got a master's. Well, why did you do that? And then I, I finally, I was. Oh, I didn't want to go back to that holler. Oh, yeah. But I was forty before it actually occurred to me that that does that make sense. Yes. Where, wait, where are you all from? Where did you grow up? Did you all grow up in the city? No, no, no. Uh, we all live in Lexington, but I, I grew up in Southeastern Kentucky and Leslie, if you ever heard of hazard, I grew up about 30 minutes that, outside yeah. of, in Apple in the Hills. Yeah. I hadn't until the Duke boys, but yeah. I, <laughs> That's the same the, joke I was going to go for. No, but I looked it up after that. I, I mean, somebody said, well, you know, there's one in Kentucky. Really? Yeah. And they, and you guys? Oh, I, I grew up uh, outside of Moorhead. So Moorhead's the place that they're playing there. But yeah, yeah. Outside. And then we all met at school there, actually, at Moorhead State University. And Chad? Waddy. <laughs> Chad, tell him what, what, which, which grade school you went to, Chad. Tell him the grade school. <laughs> uh, Baghdad. <laughs> really? It's not a joke. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That school doesn't exist anymore, though, right? Oh, no, no. They closed that down. They shut wonder that down. wonder what happened there. wonder what would have made them change that school and shut it down. What, what possibly? What could... year did they shut it down? They shut it down. Uh, well, in, after the first in... Iraqi war. Uh, no, it, honestly, that's around the time they shut it down. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, they shut it down uh, in 1990, 1989, 1990. Uh, it was like so dilapidated. I literally fell through the stairs. No joke. <laughs> but he was also a hefty, hefty child. <laughs> that, I, that I was. I was. <laughs> Still coal powered. Everything was heated by coal. Uh, yeah, they found they they were it had been up and running nonstop since the 19 early 1920s. Was it a work stayed, project? Was your school work? My, the school elementary school I went to was a work project. Are you like the? Are you talking about like the New Deal? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like the oh, people don't have food, so we'll make them. Yeah, the new deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, like the TVA yeah, and yeah. a bunch. Of, and yeah, I don't. But no, I. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to sound like 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 where Joe was from. Waddy, Kentucky, is literally twenty minutes away from Frankfort, Kentucky. So I. Okay. Because I don't know. I, I don't know the name. I didn't know. Yeah. No. no uh, okay. You left Kentucky, yeah. brother, and didn't come back. You've been going for thirty years now, right? No, I mean I. I guess it's been a while. No, I went to my 20 year, I think it was my 20 year high school reunion. So that would have been, but I was in Memphis at the time and I just drew, I just, they were having it at the, between the lakes somewhere. And you want to know, seriously, uh, between us, uh, I never considered myself a true Kentuckian. And when we first started pre-recording, before we started recording, I, I kind of figured that you're not really a true Kentuckian either. You know, you want to know why? Because when people when people ask us where we're from, we did not say our county. We say, I always say the town. <laughs> really, huh. that was a that has been something that has been told to me numerous times about the fact that I never say the county. I say the town. Everybody in Kentucky, and I, I noticed it after I was pointed out to me that when you ask them where they're from, they all say the county. They don't say the town. It is a legitimate reason for that, though. Because is that a sports thing? No, I think it it's it's. I grew up on my town, the county seat, the town would have been Hyden, Kentucky, but I grew up 30 minutes from there and I went to high school there. It's not like I have any kind of connection to that. 
Yeah. Now, and if I, I told saying. you I grew up, I, I literally grew up in a place called Poles Creek, Kentucky, and you're not going to know where the fuck that is. So normally yeah. what I just say is, ah, man, I grew up in the hills. You ever heard of hazard? Most of the time people have heard of hazard. Yeah, it's just the easiest yeah. way for me to define it. But yeah, if you're from Kentucky, you say what county you're from. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, I never had, I've always said the town because the simple truth is where I grew up, I grew up on a borderline. So technically I was in Franklin County. I went to school in Shelby County. I had, I was technically listed as Waddy, but I, I have a Frankfurt address. And uh, technically, if you want to look at the map, I'm in Graffenburg. Well, I was about to say, and that's, that was a thing that, because technically I'm out, I was outside of Moorhead city limits and that we lived, it had a post office, but it was called Hogtown. And for some reason, not a lot of people wanted to claim to be from Hogtown. It's named after my sister. That's not true. My I dated great, a girl from, I dated a girl from Possum Trot, and I tell everybody that. Well, yeah, that's a good story. They all think it's funny, and you got and you. I bet you up the accent too when you when you're in a meeting when you're a boardroom. Or, I dated a girl from Possum Trot. Well, uh, I mean, when I'm in money dollars, when I'm in the states, I do. When I'm out of the country, I, I go British. Oh, do you really? Let's hear your British. Well, <laughs> let's hear it. I don't, oh, I, don't go, no. I don't go British. That's awesome. I can't. Um, but that's, a, yeah, that's better than mine. But I now I do have real quick, I have a follow-up. So you're talking about you couldn't hire them because of intelligence thing. And I, I, I haven't gotten there. And, and what bothers me about a lot of my liberal friends, and I watched a lot of this unfold the last four years, <clears throat> and I get it. And, and it goes back to the movies we've been talking about. And, and we're all in these little silos, right? And we're in these silos where we only watch MSNBC or we're in the silo that we're only watching Fox News and we're only getting the shit that va validates what we already think. Right. Right. We're not yeah. watching news. What we're watching is entertainment that validates what you already right. think. Yeah. We're not watching news. Yeah. We're watching opinions. Right. Yeah. We, definitely. It's all editorial. It's all editorial. Mm -hmm. And it's all meant to sell you toilet paper. This is something yeah. back to going back to network. Yeah. All meant to sell you toilet paper. But the thing is, is I have a hard time and I could think of a half dozen of my friends who just started cutting people out of their lives because they voted for Trump. And, and the whole time in my head, I, I, I realized two things. One, after the election, he's really popular. Yeah. About 10 more. I thought maybe he'd have 30 some percent. But I mean, we're looking at what, 48 percent, 47 percent of the country voted for him. Right. Of the people no. who voted. Of the, I'm not of the if people I'm not mistaken, voted, of the people who voted, yes. I'm, I may have the numbers wrong, but 75 million voted for him, 80 million voted for Biden. Right. So I'm not sa mistaken. saying all that, I can't start, there's no way to move forward by just excising those people from my life. And the other part of that is I would hear this and was like, if you voted for Trump, I don't want to talk to you. I want you out of my life, yada, yada, yada. Well, first of all, I have friends and family, dear friends for years who did. And the second part of that, it sounded a lot like the shit I didn't like when Bush was in office. And I wasn't particularly fond of the Iraqi war of saying, if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Yeah. That didn't work either. No. You know what I mean? You're just cutting. These are the times of statements. And, and sorry, that was a long-winded answer to get back to what, no. what you were talking about. Those are the type of statements that never get us back together to actually have a conversation. But I, I, I admit, I, I struggle with that. We have a dear friend. Well, I did. 
And he still talks to the two below you, which is still funny because one of them, James, is way worse on him than me. And he's excited. He's cut me out of his life for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't well, I was about to say, and, well, he's, cut, think- he's cut me out of the, the text thing we've been doing for 15 <laughs> years, the group text. When he, he sent you off a group text, wow. we have a group text for a long time. There's about five of us, and two of us are crazy, crazy, what? crazy writers. What's funny about it, too, though, is it's not like that's the subject of the text. Usually it's like, look at my dog pooping in the yard. By the way, yeah. Joe, if you want to know what you missed, turns out the doorbell recorded his dog pooping in the yard. And, he cut me out of those about six months ago, Todd. And, and, and I can't tell you why, because James is worse on him than I am about the shit. And usually you said something I've said, I think I've narrowed it down to, I don't want to be around those anti-mask Trump people at an event he wanted to go to in March. By the way, though, I, Which I think I still stand by my answer. Well, and that was the right answer for you. And, and if he wants to go, and then by the way, that's where I am. Like, I am not going to dictate, but do you think also the thing that gets to me that I'm having issues with, and there is, again, people in my life that I know that are connected to me, sometimes by blood and other things, the one subject voting. In, in many cases, abortion is, is the one that I hear a lot. Well, I can't vote for a party that's for that. And I'm like, but you voted for Trump. Like, it's hard for me to follow your family values theme with because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, is it the is it is it the mur- yeah yeah and, and I don't I don't know the answer to that and and my entire thought process is I mean I don't want to be the one to do it but I also know the other side of all of these arguments as well. Yeah. It is something that I do not want to dictate. But that means I also don't want to dictate it to other people. Like, I don't want to say, to, to borrow a line from The Simpsons, uh, you know, there's there's the entire, it's one of the Halloween specials where the aliens replace, telling hell this episode is Bob Dole and Bill Clinton. And there's Never the entire, yeah, yeah. Well, that, Joe, they were before your time. You're, you're so young. Uh, anyway, where they're, they're at the, they replace Dole and Clinton and they're giving a speech and, the alien person Dole goes abortions for none and there's booze from the crowd and he goes abortions for everyone and booze and he goes abortions for some small American flags for others and then yay and that's honestly about where I fall because I also know that just there's some people that things that quote-unquote qualify under strict legal rulings as abortion actually are necessary for some people to have children because certain medications are classified in that realm and so i say all that to say i i don't it worries me when somebody goes no this one issue is going to determine how i vote on everything and and abortion's a big one that some people use but there's other ones as well and i don't that that, yeah yeah that that worries me i i don't have Mm -hmm. uh i mean I don't, I don't have a solution for any of this, but it's one of those things that as I see it more and more, and I've heard people say, well, I can't vote for anybody that would kill a child. And I'm like, mm, you voted for somebody that sent a bunch of them to war. Yeah. So 
let's get back to some of our political movies because I think we <laughs> yes, went sorry. way far past. Uh, I'm canceled. That's no, okay. You've now been canceled, and we've you now are. lost a third. We've lost yeah. a third of our four viewers. We were aborted. <laughs> we were <laughs> with a big flashing button. Yeah. So, what are some more? Who wants to go next? What some? I'm curious to know what are some of the movies that kind of maybe, and this may be a deep question. Uh, changed your political views or at least opened your mind what's another one um i mean news radio would you call news radio political the tv show certainly no not news radio um broadcast news broadcasting Uh, absolutely yeah uh, certainly changed the way that i looked at the news um and that's a long time ago. Uh, politically. I've got one, but I don't know that. I, I think 12 Angry Men, I saw at a young age. Mm-hmm. And I think 12 Angry Men uh, showed me a lot of what it was to actually have empathy and be the lone voice. And I think that can be political. Mm-hmm. And I think I it's a political movie to me. And it showed me that sometimes you got to be that one person and have empathy and not yeah. go with the rest of the room. Yeah. It had a good Things effect that, on me. Henry Fonda no, being that one long guy in that room. Yeah. I, I certainly, I'm in a unique situation, mostly just on Facebook because I went to, I grew up in population 4,500 all white County. Yep. And I went to a very small Christian college. And so I have those two groups of people who predominantly voted Trump, except for the ones who sort of, it seems like there's a, the, the people who tended to get to a bigger city tend to be more liberal, obviously. That's, yep. um, and the ones who are still in the small town there, they do what everyone around them does. Yep. Um, and then you have, on the other side, I work in Hollywood. And so I'm surrounded by the most liberal people you, you would ever see and so there would be times when i would post a picture of like the former presidents because i find it endearing that those guys would get together like when when obama took took office you know, bush had everybody over and yeah it was just it was this lovely moment yeah i know that a lot of people don't like bush and i know a lot of people we went to war and we did this and we did i know all of that but it's still there was a there's some a camaraderie there that, that no longer exists and so i know i have a bunch of guys who you know posting a picture of bush they just start listing all the horrible things about bush and i'm like try to kind of meet in the middle sometimes just so that we can get to the next step and i know i i tend to be hard on people and harder than i probably should be um but it's you know it's tough sometimes no and like i said just meeting and sometimes listening to someone else what about you chad what about you and james I, you know, I want to, I'll be honest with you all. I have always been, I'm probably the only one here who's never really been changed. I don't, I've, I don't want to say that there's been a, there hasn't been a movie that ever in, influenced my political views. Oh, I mean, it's from the beginning. No, I mean, I have pretty much always been Democrat. Like the, the only time I almost didn't vote Democrat was the first election after Clinton. Uh, I almost uh, when the the Republican primary was going on and it looked like McCain might beat Bush. I was going to vote McCain. 
I, I'm, I still would have think, honestly, I really do feel like McCain would have made a great president if he was given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But then when it became Bush, I went back to Gore, even though at the time I couldn't vote anyway. Well, no, that was actually the first election where I could vote. No, second election I could vote anyway. Um, so, and then uh, just like Todd said, um, when it was going to be McCain and Obama, that's where that was probably the biggest election where I was the most conflicted there for a while. I have always thought McCain was going to be a great president, but I saw something truly special with Obama and what he was saying. And then what honestly swayed me to full Obama was the vice president pick. And I'm like, Oh no, we're not doing that. Um, So that's when I, that's when I made up my mind for Obama. Um, But you know, yeah, I don't, I can't think of a movie that influenced my opinion. I will talk about, and this one's kind of on the nose in terms of political movies. Um, there was one movie that I saw that honestly, it's a complete fabrication of what the American president is. But when I watch it, it's what I hope the American presidency can and sh- hopefully one day will be. And that's the American president. Rob I thought it was going to be Dave. <laughs> no, I, I, Dave's on my list. Dave's good, but. but- yeah. But no, American American president, honestly, when I watch it, I'm like, that's what I want our government to be like. But, you yeah. know, you watch it, you watch that now and look how things are currently. And it's a, yeah. it's basically it true. It, it is truly fiction. You want it's an like, American president. What you got was murder at 1600. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to go with the Wesley Snipe reference. Keeps throwing out the political movies. Keep throwing Man. them out. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, no. It, but it's he, a little, it really is on the nose. Aaron Soren, Rob Reiner. Sorkin. Um, Sorkin. Did I say Soren? Sorkin. I always do that. Uh, I don't know why. He doesn't but, listen know, to the show. You know, the fact that, you know. He, <laughs> this will be the first episode he does. And he's going to be so pissed. He's going to yeah. be so pissed. So pissed. He's like, I'm he's so just sorry. an asshole who oh, wrote. Aaron. Don't watch tonight's. <laughs> that Chad Jannings mispronounced my Jannings. <laughs> I promise it's the bald one with the hat. <laughs> By the way, this is going to thank God Joe's wearing a subject. hat. <laughs> you may not have Aaron Sorkin on there, and I, I will. You don't have to answer this on air, but I bet there's a couple people who you're friendly with that people would be shocked that are on that cell phone. No, I don't think so. I bet. Hey, I'm giving you. I'm giving you props. I'm saying. I'm saying that you're. Uh... You got Paul Lynn's old number on there. <laughs> now that's that's Paul Lynn. I would text. Paul. Lynn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, boys, do it, Chad. <laughs> Go get them, boys. <laughs> the pop filter on this microphone. I got it too close. Go get them, boys. I can't do it. I got All right. to do that. Um, no, yeah, American president. What are you holding up? Gangs of New York. Yes, and the reason this came to mind when we talked about political movies is the entire rant about what it means to be who's a true American. Who's a true American? Well, that shit has never ended, has it? Well, and and I got here first. That never will. That scene, and by the way, the fact the only way our population is growing as a country now because we can't afford to have kids is by immigration and we are still so muddled down in all of the immigration issues and i don't once again i don't have the solution that's why i don't run for office if i had a solution i might consider it that being said 
the entire there's images in this which are historically accurate of them you know the immigrants getting off the boat and them drafting them or them trying to conscript them into military service and and all of that stuff and the that one of the only attacks on american soil by the u.s military uh when it wasn't in revolt uh you know all of that stuff but this idea of what does it mean to be american and who and there's entire books i use a couple of them in my courses you know about we now have kind of this nice not binary but this white or other but then also the fact that there was a history when uh there's a book called other shades of white when you know they would find reasons to exclude you if you were foreign it didn't matter what you looked like it was I mean, they took measurements of Irish immigrant skulls to say, oh, look, they're closer to Africans than they are. to," And it was all lies. Yeah. But this entire idea of who who gets to be a true American and what that means and, and the politicalization of that, uh, like you said, uh, Joe, it never went away. We, we still hear it. we're supposed to fear the other. It's, I mean, it's a, it's almost like we have Dracula trying to move into the country and be like, well, yeah, if you yeah. let him in. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like those, uh, what is it that the, there's basically only, and Todd, please correct me on this because you're going to be a much better resource. There's only two horror stories, right? There's there's something out there. There's a, there's a guy sitting around and it's the tribe and he's the wise man or he's the medicine man. There's something out there and it's going to attack us or we have to fight it or it's in here. Right, those are the two horror stories. I mean, I, I've actually never heard that. That's great. I like that. I think I stole it from John Fletcher, and I don't know that's who good. he stole it from. But, but uh, and not I that I that, hang out with John Carpenter. I just saw it in an interview. But you know, well, you don't hang out with him, but he doesn't. <laughs> I close can text him. All the way. <laughs> yeah, you could text him about that. But he's not I can going totally to text him. He's that's that's my uh, yeah. We're this close to getting his wife on the show to our publicist. I'm not going to text him because he's. Oh, yeah, I can text her too. Um, yeah, well, yeah, tell right her now, that she needs to do the fat guy show in Kentucky because her fucking publicist <laughs> killed it. Uh, it. Yes. I'm sorry. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Notice how <laughs> I didn't get pissed about anything till that. It's like it's the only time I've been doing this where somebody said yes and the publicist killed it or whoever but, it was or agent. But anyway, uh, Gangs of New York, it, it really does have an effect on me. I can't watch it randomly. I mean, obviously, the acting talent, and, and it's okay. They do okay. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the, I mean, even the U2 song at the end of it, the hand that built the America, and then you see the background, the skyline eventually fill in and stuff like that. And obviously 9-11 and all that stuff. But I, I just think it's, there's something about this movie that I can't watch it without thinking, you know, all the times that, I mean, there's a, there's a lantern that was passed down through my family from my irish side and they were not necessarily welcome in certain areas because they were looking for work they did move around to find work because they needed work but you know and, and, and that story gets passed down and by no means does that equate to what other populations experienced when they came to the country nor will i ever claim that it does but i think this entire idea that you know even this uh i, I think there was some recent um cleanup of some federal documents where they removed the word alien uh saying that you know these are not aliens these are people we use terms like immigrants and things like that but we do want to remove alien but i think that that there's just something about the politics of people and you know again going with 
comments in my own family, I, I have sat across from the table with people saying, well, we got to do something about our border. And I have said back, well, I'll be honest, let's say, and, and sometimes it feels like a little bit too like we got close to it, but if America went sideways and I had to think about what would I do for my children, I would, I mean, I would try to find a better life. And is that going to mean that another country is automatically going to say, no, you totally can come here. We'll totally set you up. No. But if my options were that my children are going to be at risk daily or I'm going to travel however I can to a border and say, please, can you help my kids? I'm going to hit that border. It's at least a chance. And so, you know, that, that that's the parallel that I gave. And, and, you know, some of the people across the table from me, some of which like I said are relatives and friends said, well, it would never get that bad. I'm like, you don't know that like nobody thought it was going to get that bad anywhere at least you know we sometimes our optimism is our downfall but no i agree and look i i i live closer to the border than any of us and i i just i don't see the problems that that fox news is telling me is out there i I just don't see it so i don't i don't uh i don't and, and i know that a lot of a lot of the jobs that are being done currently are jobs being done by immigrants and we need them to do those jobs. That's how the economy works. So I, I don't understand. I just, it feels like since Fox news, it's, it's about making you angry and keeping you angry. And I don't understand that at all. I just, it, but it, it's 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 phobia of the unknown and back to the whole thing. Of, and, and there's a lot of movies that deal with this, but so james is it who has the is it mark twain who has the great the only way to kill the racism is for you to travel travel, travel is the end of all uh, of all bigotry or something along the, he said it multiple ways different times and different speeches but yeah basically his idea was that travel and exposure and i mean he even had a line which was very controversial at the time that there was no um no beautiful white skin because white skin showed flaws that he found you know darker skin much more easy to much more attractive now that is rooted in its own form of racism and bias but twain was saying that you know at a time when that probably wasn't the way he should have led the conversation but twain also is a fascinating character because well a person uh samuel clement but um be kind of paper on this not to side note but Twain was one of the first people to write about how California was treating Chinese immigrants. And when the Burlingame Treaty passed, he wrote one of the first newspaper, and he was not a major name yet. He was just a newspaper reporter, but he wrote a big, long, praiseworthy element of, because it was the first time America actually offered full access to education to another country. And it was reciprocal. We could send people to China for education. They could come here. It lasted about four years till they passed the Page Act and decimated it. But, and so, you know, there's something to that that, and and I'm biased because I work in education, but I do think if we did give people this shot at education, this shot at, and I mean that both ways, I've I've worked with international students and I've learned a lot about, oh, yeah, we do need to look at how we do that. That is a valid point. So I don't know. One more movie I want to talk about, and actually I forgot to ask you if you had a heart out time, so I apologize about this. And I then I, I ask everyone else, 
and it goes back to our silos. And I don't think that we saw them even, I don't even know that Orson Welles saw them when he did Citizen Kane. So talk about Citizen Kane for a minute. And the problem was with Kane was the power. And it's the same thing with Hearst. If you own all the newspapers, you control all the information, you control all the power, right? But I don't, we have a little bit, we have a lot of that with multimedia, you know, Disney owns X, Y, and Z. Now Disney owns Fox. So like trying to say, and I saw those memes of the alien queen is now a princess, Disney princess, right? I see that, but what I see more of is back to what I was saying earlier. And I don't know that people saw this, the silos of people only, there's so much media that they can now only go to the source that supports all of their ideas. I mean, do you guys, do you guys cross the stream? Do you go over into, cause I still check out Fox news just because I'm curious how they're spinning certain, certain issues. That's yeah, when, a when, nice uh, head, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I had to, it was, my head was itching, so I had to take it off. Very, very but no, attractive. Uh, thank you. Uh, oh, here I am with my hair like a sucker. Um, I'm biased, no, yeah, no. When there's a when there's a when there's a big news story, I do go to Fox News. I go to CNN. I go to MSNBC to see how each one of them is covering it, and then then I go to like uh, websites like the Daily Beast and the Guardian to see their coverage on it. I'll be honest with you. I, again, I know I'm 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 reading an opinion, but. I, in terms of all of them, I really lean towards the Daily Beast just because it seems like they're they're telling a legit straight story versus the other ones who are putting in their own yeah. narrative to the story. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I check out all of them because I want to see how every side is covering it. Yeah. Well, because I don't like to not I don't like to be persuaded through one means because yeah. for simply you can't do that now. Even even yeah. even before all of this when you had three major networks covering the news that's how people did it and you still couldn't do it there because you still had people doing the same thing but yeah. anyway well i i mean there's there's even the ones that try to be neutral quote unquote or, or claim to be i don't want to say claim because i think they may try but somebody still has to pay those advertising time like newsy i know is a streaming service i've watched it a couple i've watched it occasionally it's the Christian also, Bale movie, James. It's not news. <laughs> no, no, it's it's on your it's on your smart TV. A smart TV, uh, Chad, is a TV looky box that you can program. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> he he dances around his house pretending he's a 1920s newsboy. Uh, anyway, um, which we all but, uh, tend to do. I, I also try to look at international sources, though. So I'll check out the BBC stuff. I'll try to check out, uh, you know, what Al Jazeera. All those. I, I think that's because that's actually one thing I'm I, I am worried about is that how are we being we consume news? How are how is our news being consumed and reported outside? So if we're thinking globally, we need to occasionally look at. I don't know if Australia's newspaper. Maybe I need to ask uh, Glenn about that and find out what I need to. What are we, we do? This do segment for a friend of ours in Australia called Bonehead Weekly Fun Size and Glenn, and we try to throw in something offensive to Australians about every third segment. Yeah, what, right about so, we do one a week for them. Yeah, we gonna, do pretty well. Crikey, yeah. right? It's called Crikey, <laughs> or it's it's called the Down Under. <laughs> Down Under is good. It's a good Which time. is I stick good more with them. And then Chad Frum. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think the uh, yeah, I, I I think speaking of how we're viewed uh, 
internationally and, and talking about film. I think Team America may be how we're often viewed in the Yeah, I think that's probably oh, extremely accurate. Yeah. We we show yeah. up and blow stuff up sometimes and and I, I don't know. I think also though going back to one reason that about 38 to 40% of the American populace still um wants to follow at least what Trump is up to is a it's reality TV writ large uh and so many people want to watch that but I think also the other side of it is that there's this idea that you can fight the system, right? Like the Molly Maguires. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to I love I mean, James throwing them up. Yeah. Hey, it's Sean Connery, Richard Harris, and a young, young uh, Anthony Zerby. Zerby, I pronounced it right at the time. Right. Uh, but anyway, um, but you know, looking at what that means, I think people want to believe the rebellion right like if oh okay i don't like the system so i can be luke skywalker or george washington however you want to frame that argument and if i if i can be the one that overturns this flawed system then i get to be george washington or mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and and i i wonder if that's one of the reasons like the the fact that so many people thought that they were an exception or that they were the patriot or that they were the and I don't know. I don't know what that means or what that looks like. But I think about, and again, it's not overly a political movie, though it is somewhat. It, Molly Maguire's they send somebody in to break up this, and they are causing vandalism. They're doing damage. Their people are at risk. But at the same time, are you countering that with something worse or, or what that says? Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, it goes back to the American exceptionalism and ego that we have sold ourselves and I'm not, and this is going to be, this is going to sound anti-American, which is bullshit, right? We don't lead the way. There's that whole, back to Sorkin, Chad, you were talking about Sorkin, that whole mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels thing from, we don't lead the way in X, Y, and Z, and that famous speech from, what was that show? I forgot the show. New, uh, the newsroom? News, newsroom? Newsroom, yeah. Yeah, the newsroom. Right? Yeah. We believe. Yeah, like that. I said, I, I love Aaron Soren. <laughs> Good man. Texting time. Check out Sorkin too. That that ride that was named after him is fantastic. <laughs> and, and by the way, your my answer to your question, I read most of my news. I, I have a hard time watching any of it. And I honestly, I limit myself. I will limit myself. I, I, I it, you'll go down a rabbit hole. Oh, I don't read it. I watch. It. I, I go to websites. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch it. I'm sorry if that's what what my opinion was. No, I, I go to websites. I had to stop watching. Uh, I did watch it. I tried to watch it. And like I said, I was using Newsy. I was doing all that stuff. And and and, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, the night the news broke uh, about... And then he got uh, pissed because they kept recommending Hannah Montana. No, I, the night the news broke about George Floyd, I was watching the feed, the, the news, and and the exact moment that... that you know he he went he passed out initially he went slack i was like no no i can't i can't i can't watch that i mean and it, it should well i mean yeah. won't get in my soapbox but it was one of the moments where uh, you know my 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 kids were in remote class they were at the kitchen table and i was like i i don't want i don't know how to process this i don't know and so you know, it's one of those things where I had I had a student call me out and say, well, that's a privilege that you get to look away. And I'm like, I'm not going to deny that, that it is easier to read about than watch. 
And that is a privilege that, yes, I can say, okay, I'm just going to read the reports now. But it is one of those things that it it, it changed the way I took on my news because now I guess I'm a a soft American. I need a buffer. I need to be able to say, okay, I don't want to see the the raw feed, the live. I'll go say, yeah, you're a soft American. Have you seen your waistline? Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's because I eat good American foods, nachos, uh, pizza. These were all made on it. These were all made solely by Americans and not informed by any other country whatsoever. By the way, I mentioned I'm trying to get my own right-wing radio show. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been it's going for There's good money in it. There's got to be good money in it. By the way, another thing that we bitch and moan about all the time is if we would just stop doing these interviews and talking to people who are behind the scenes, that we'd make a killing with ad sales if we just do true crime. But we just can't bring ourselves to do it because I don't want to talk about true crime. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't need there's certain things. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by Jack the Ripper because I don't have to worry about him. If he's still out there, he's, he's good. He's, All right. He's so we've been going an hour and a half. So let's say, let's just start thinking about wrapping it up. What are some? Is there other ones you all want to talk about? Want to bring up? Todd, you are our guests. We are your hosts. Uh, what else? Love Three Days of the Condor. Yeah, love the book. Love, read read the book after saw the movie. I never Good. saw it, and I, I, well, I never read the book, and I actually hadn't seen it till about two years ago. I don't know why I hadn't. Did seen you like? It. Yes, I liked it. But I mean, also, seeing it ages ago, it was mind blowing. Uh-huh. Seeing it now, it feels more dated, but it's still. I mean, it's still. Well, what I think is back to what we're absolute what we're talking about with network and a few of these other ones. It wasn't. I don't even know if it's dated as much as it just seems so plausible. Right. Another one of those is have any of you guys ever seen Seven Days in May? And it, um, I'm going to read you the quick description. It's Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster. It's set 10 years in the future. It came out in 64 when it was released. The film is a thrilling drama that follows a planned coup of the president in seven days after a nuclear arms treaty has been signed. So the president is going to do this treaty with Russia, and Burt Lancaster is a hard nosed general eagle and they're going to do a coup and kirk douglas is the guy should i do it should i not do it and once again in 64 this is probably scary as hell and now i guess it should be scarier because now I'm... <laughs> what day was it january the 6th chad yeah oh, yeah the only difference is is those were fucking idiots yeah right but, but dangerous because yeah. an idiot exactly. is that. dangerous very dangerous but I'm going to go out on a limb, and I if this this one pisses anybody off, I don't. I'm not saying I'm sorry. Those people were fucking idiots. They were. I mean, yeah. agreed. Everybody agreed. Even, even, oh yeah, even even some of my more conservative friends were very quick to jump out and say, "Oh, they were idiots, and they they deserve to go to jail. They deserve to whatever that happened." And I know there was at least one guy who was arrested in Benton. Because I put his face, his picture up on my Facebook all the time. Did you do it? Did you? Did you? Were you the one that outed him? Tell the no, truth. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't out him. I saw. I saw him outed, and I put it up, and I said something along the lines of, "They made him Grand Marshal of Tater Day yet?" Because <laughs> Tater Day, if you guys have never have never experienced it, is lovely. Uh, but they're not doing it this year. I've, I've heard. Well, they do it. I don't know I'm going to do Tater Day now. I want to go. I've I've always wanted to do. Uh, uh, 
what's London? London, Kentucky. I'd say chicken, well, we've done chicken fest, chicken fest. Yeah, we've done and we've done the mushroom festival. We've done beer cheese festival. We've done the. I mean, this is all true, Todd. I drove. We drove to yeah. Irvine, Kentucky, to do the mushroom festival. Could uh, not buy a damned mushroom at the place. I've done, there wasn't I've even done, a vendor selling the deep fried mushrooms that'll give you a heart attack as you walk away. I've done country so, ham days, spoon bread day, and corn days. Oh, spoon bread, that's for real. Now, that's a good time. <laughs> if you ain't ever had spoon bread, get, get to Berea. It's a good time. No, um, I haven't, I've never had it. I've never Todd, had it either. Uh, Joe can back me up on this. James's taste buds are insane. Spoon bread is disgusting. I've never had it, but it, it's disgusting. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Now, in all fairness, Chad, you you don't like nacho cheese on a steak. I don't know what's wrong with you. It's called a Philly cheese steak for a reason. You can use cheese whiz. It's fine. So why don't, <sighs> why don't we do, why don't we go to Tater Days? Or to, is it just Tater Day? What is it called again? Tater Day. Um, tater day. I mean, I haven't been to Tater Day in 30 years. I have no idea what it is anymore. Well, I know it originally started, all the old white guys would gather around the courthouse, and I think they trade stuff they bring in things you know, taters and knives and their old case knives and that's how it started and then there'd be a parade that would at the end of the day you'd have to be dodging all the horse shit because it would be everywhere and because uh, in tater day the biggest part of the parade was the seventeen thousand horses um now can i ask you know, all question? the marching bands was there a tater queen was there a tater queen was there a like a, there, a mrs tater there is definitely there was definitely a potato head by the way there are there is a beauty contest at tater days well i asked that because moorhead used to have long ago they had the hardwood festival i don't know what killed it but moorhead kentucky had the hardwood festival it was also home of the licking river the double entendres are just killing well i was about to say and there was a mrs hardwood or miss hardwood i don't know how to feel about this where it says water treatment plant Kitty rides only. <laughs> what? I'm looking at the Tater Day flyer from 2016. It says water treatment plant, Poplar Street, kitties ride only. I mean, anyway. I go to Tater Day now. I really, this is I, off topic completely. Now it's just I, four rednecks talking about Kentucky, but let's go. To it, is called, it is the, there is the Miss Tater Day pageant and the little Mr. Tater Day pageant, and Miss yeah. Tater Day pageant. Can, can yeah. I throw out two more uh, semi-political films really quick? I'll just yeah, name drop. Yes, yes. I'm done reading the Tater you Day. You got to talk about the man in Undercover Brother. You're not here for Undercover Brother. You must be. No, you're not here for. You're not here for Undercover Lover. Lover. You, you must, must be, be here for Undercover Brother. But honestly, I, I, I rewatched this a while. Uh, well, not a while ago, recently, and I actually got to thinking about the comments that are made about the man, about how the manipulation of the system. It's done as as parody, but I was like. You know, given some of the recent news, it feels like it could actually happen. Yeah. And then the other one that I thought about politic that has some political commentary hidden under a lot of explosions is Dread, which is an entire, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, um, 2000 AD, the comic series and all that stuff, you know, written some of it during mm-hmm. Thatcher's England and all that stuff, but about this totalitarian, okay, we can't solve this, so we're just going to control it. Yeah. And, and and I think that's uh, there's got to be some sort of happy middle ground between uh, complete anarchy and totalitarianism and I don't know if we found it yet but well hey where was that Twain quote that you mentioned before is it, that something it, he said or did he write that in something it's in one of his speeches um, 
James made me, it up. No, I, I did not make it. I got the complete Twain over here. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I think uh, Joe sent you an email earlier. I'll yeah, we'll email it to you. Right. Yeah, I've got it. I you, it, you, I you got the complete Twain, so you dug him up? Yeah. Well, hold, well, on. hold on. Let me piss off Todd. Todd, I, I'm going to give him your phone number, and then he's going <laughs> to text it to you. And then I've got this guy who's got this really good idea for a script. <laughs> Is his name way, John Carpenter? No. <laughs> no, but you can forward it to him. Don't read it yourself. Just forward it on. Just forward it on. Go, John. I didn't look at it, but and I thought of you. I realized, by the way, I'm halfway telling the story. I was being sarcastic about maybe knowing somebody, but I guess it sounds like it was me. <laughs> and it could be if the price is right. It could be. Stephen C. Miller, the director, I think you know him. Uh, the other day, I uh, he was we're friends on social media. And he posted posted something. I was like, he said, "Should I do werewolves? Something or something?" I was like, "Possessed werewolves, bonehead. We'll have it. We'll have the first treatment in two weeks." <laughs> yeah. Now it ain't gonna be good, but we'll have it. We'll have it in two weeks. He said, "You want to?" All I got out of him was a hmm. And then, by the way, I I, I had about two thirds of it. The third act, <laughs> we need to work on the third act. But the possessed werewolf film, it's always the third act problem, right? It's always oh, third act problems. But the Did, first uh, two acts were done, buddy. And has, then has he been on the show? Yeah, Stephen C. Miller's okay. been on the show. He was actually, he's a fan. His first, uh, he's another one of those uh, made it, uh, and I'm, I'm giving you a compliment too, you know, of just, just making it from pulling themselves. Neither one of you are from industry folks. Do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. You pulled yourselves up and you pulled yourselves into the industry yeah. and made a living. And he did yeah. it from yeah. Florida. And with a, is it automaton infusion or something like that? His first zombie film that just kind of broke something he did low budget. And uh, that led to X, Y, and Z. So yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he was on the show. Actually, I think he might've been on the show right around the time you were last time. Okay. Our claim like lately, by the way, is uh, we had, why did I have to look at Nicholas Meyer's name? I forgot. We had Nicholas Meyer a few weeks ago. Uh -huh. If you're a Star Trek fan, or time after time, or sure, we're not here to talk time. about us. We're here to talk about you. Why? In Tater Days. Tater Day was was fun. I can't remember Tater Day. <laughs> you think Tater oh, Day uh, will become overly political now? It could. Do, do, think what? You think Tater Day could become overly political? Because that's the other thing that I've seen. I, I go for walks with my wife uh, when she agrees to be seen in public with me. And we've noticed there's still a small number. We go for pretty long walks, so it's not just around our neighborhood. But there's still a small number of Trump flags up. Yes. And, and so that just makes me think, um, you know, it, the politicalization of something that is effectively over. But yeah. I, I, so anyway, I, I actually asked the could Tater Days become political, but I guess everything can. Be everything now. is political. We could have. Yeah. I could have sat here for, and named ten more films, especially from the seventies. Yeah. You know that we could have mm -hmm. talked about. I mean, that what's the other one? The uh, not the contender with Joan Allen, but uh, the one with Robert Redford, the candidate, where he just mm -hmm. he's losing and he starts just telling the truth or telling how he sees and he starts going up and once again, all well, that's kind of like and that's that's Bullworth the same concept well. of Bullworth. Bullworth. Yeah. yeah. Bullworth. yeah. yeah. And well, the, some of this is just back to it doesn't matter what he said he but and and to give him credit he's a great entertainer 
Mm-hmm. And he's able to just to say this shit and people buy into it. And I think the worst part, and I don't, and I don't want to go try to get towards a positive spot to end the show, but I mean, there is about 30 some percent of us who suck. I thought it was lower, well, but you know, the, the other thing or about at least have some definite well, biases. Can we all agree I, on that? Absolutely. I, I think there is a, I think that group, that 30% is made up of a bunch of different minds that, and there are different aspects to that political movement that are like, there's a gun, there's a gun group yep. that are terrified now that we're, that we or Biden or somebody's going to take their guns away the same way Obama took their guns away for eight, the eight years that he had to take them away. I mean, that's, nobody's going to take your guns away. I have a gun. Nobody's going to take it away. We just want to make it harder for somebody who beats the shit out of his wife to own a gun, a gun as exactly. it should be i agree but you know and i said this to a friend who i work with back to this, i haven't cut people out of my lives he's very conservative we're having lunch this tuesday and i and i try not to talk to about politics with him because i don't at first if it's work and second i know we're on opposite doesn't make him the world's worst person he's very nice to me but i i said you know obama's the best thing that ever happened to the gun industry and he said you're right until biden came along yeah sales are up he said i can't buy ammunition yeah that's how quickly it sells yeah you know thinking about political films and it was a made phoebe movie but it actually and and just because i've learned a little bit about kingfish uh john goodman playing huey p long i think that huey p long is such a fascinating person because to me he the original version of that is from 1950. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, like it, that. Go ahead. I've seen that. But but um, he was a fascinating human being. If you look at what he did for education, in Louisiana, uh, Louisiana was not known for its education when Huey P. Long was in power or was coming to power. And one of his demands was, I mean, today he would be considered a radical socialist. He poured money into education. Now he also used it as a way, like the unofficial leader of the marching band for Louisiana state was Huey P long. He attended games Mm -hmm. and he would lead them out. And a lot of people said that was pure campaigning. It was because they were starting to get picked up for some local broadcasts, stuff like that. And that meant you turned on your news for the sports highlight. You saw your governor Mm -hmm. or that being said for a while, if you were citizens of Louisiana, you could go to that college for free. If you were white. I mean, racism being what it was. But that being said, you know, now, I mean, Biden mentioned giving community college, two years of community college, you know, making that available. And people are like, oh, it's, uh," and I'm like, Huey P. Long was, I mean, he got, he did other things, but there's got to be some sort of happy middle ground between all of this. It's just like for the ones who are very religious, I often hear their definitions of what that is, and they're usually, christians or at least say they are and i always think your jesus sounds like he wears a business suit it's really white and has a really shortcut nice haircut right are you gonna start singing signs now no but i could <laughs> locking the scenery but it, breaking my- but it's true i got i got in a, a chat with a with a buddy of mine from from benton and he's very very religious um 
always was, uh, you know, uh, he was, a, he was someone that I always looked up to, you mm -hmm. know, when I was, when I was following that path. And, um, and I wanted to say, because one of the things that he said was, I don't like the man, but I like the plan. And I'm like, what plan? There, the, the dude has no plan. But we chatted a little bit back and forth. And I, I ended up very vaguely calling him a Pharisee. And he didn't quite understand that I was doing that. And, um, <laughs> and then I Any ended up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he knows it. I mean, he's constantly quoting scripture. Yeah, and um, could say. But it was it was one of those things where I wanted to say, dude, if Jesus comes back tomorrow, you or somebody around you is going to call ice. I mean, that's what you're, and you don't see that. You don't even think that. If Jesus came back tomorrow and walked through Tater Day, he's going to get arrested. It's just, that's just, it's yeah. just truth. Yeah. Long-haired hippie vagrant wandering around Tater Day. Muslim. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he that's that's what would happen. Yeah. yeah. So, and of course, I'm saying this having not been back there in 30 years. So maybe they're all holding hands singing Kumbaya. I don't know. I don't think so. What we're going to do is we're going to put like a, a body cam or Chad's going to do a live remote when he goes <laughs> to Benton for us. We can do a live remote. What do you think, Chad? Sure. You, you can do one from Baghdad and then another one from Benton. And then I'll do one from Hyden, Kentucky. I don't know. No one's going to talk to me. Nobody's going to remember me. I'm, I'm no one. Well, I was about to say, well, but I mean, if you show up, what we need to do is rent a van that we can put like a sticker on the side to make it look like a news van because mm -hmm. that will bring the people out. They want to be on the news. So it, it's kind of like when you show up after a tornado, you show up in a news van, you're going to get, of course, you could get the educated people, but that's not the people that's going to line <laughs> up at the news van. Well, that's true. Well, they don't want to be bothered with it and they don't want to sound foolish. Yeah, yeah, they want well. They want to gather their facts first, right? I mean, if the tornado just happens, they're gonna what? What type was it? Where did it come from? It's, that takes time to get. But you can get, you know, some random guy on the side. Well, I was just sitting there eating my snow cone when all of a sudden, no, 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 he was eating. Here it comes. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was eating yep. his tater. All right. Is there any other movies you guys want to talk about before we go? No, I mean, we pretty much mentioned mentioned all the ones on my list. Uh, the one that hasn't been mentioned, it's fairly new, but uh, John Stewart's Irresistible, I think, is interesting just by looking from the campaign aspect of it. I haven't I seen, seen it yet. Is it a documentary? Oh. or? No, it's a it's a movie with Steve Carell and, um, oh, geez, I'm, I'm blanking oh, wait, on the actress's movie, yeah. name. I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen well, it. Yeah, it's, it's all about um, Steve Carell is a, is a campaign organizer. And he finds this man uh, who's an army vet in the, the, it's either Nebraska or Montana, and he wants him to be the next Democratic candidate. So he, he goes and tries to get him to, to run for uh, Congress mm -hmm. or uh, some, no, a, a local uh, mayor of that town. Sorry, I apologize. Mm -hmm. And that's, he's leading him towards a bigger campaign. And it's all about the campaign. And it, it, there's a lot of interest. John Stewart goes into very vivid explanations of how campaigns are run now it's fascinating highly recommend watching it what was the, part about the campaign the actual wanting the office right which i think is the story of trump and howard stern has said that too he said yeah he wants to run and win he just it's, there's a difference between doing that and wanting to actually be president yeah it's the competition yeah i mean you go back and you look at that picture of he and his wife the night that he won and they look miserable 
They really do. Behind the table. And they I'm glad... look... Yeah. Go ahead. They, I'm they sorry. look like, what, what are we... What have we done? Yeah, when he walked out, when they announced that he won and he walked out to the stage, you could tell he was like, oh, God, I didn't think it was going to go this far. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you said that because I thought that, too. I didn't hear anybody I, else. I, I have always thought he never wanted to win. He simply wanted to. He was promoting uh, a new book. Yeah. Promoting a new book. He, he wanted to get his, his Moscow hotel going. So he wanted to make sure that Russia was, was taken care of. I mean, all of those little things he wanted to do. I don't think he wanted office at all. In fact, I think he was depending on the fact that he was going to make a bank load of money if he lost. Because he could go out to the people that mm-hmm. he still, even at the end of this thing, he was getting donations from people and and clicking the little the little website thing so that they were donating every month or every week or whatever it ended up being. The man's always been a charlatan. Yeah. Bless his heart. Bless. Bless his heart. Uh, bless him. Another I heard that I heard that growing up so many times and I didn't realize what that meant until I was until I was in my 20s. Well the unfortunate so thing was they saying it to you. Were they saying it to you? Oh no, yeah, they were saying it to me. Bless your heart. Bless your like, heart. I was like, oh, I just I never even registered. And then in the 20s, I found out what it meant. I'm like, son of a bitch. And why did it take me to my 20s to know what bless your heart meant? Bless your heart, Chad. Again, that is never mind. So now I could go on a rant. <laughs> By the way, there's also the front runner with Hugh Jackman that came out in 2018. Oh, no one Gary cares, Hart. James. Gary we're talking Hart. about Bless Your Heart now. We're popular past that? politics. Well, that's Gary Hart. It all comes together, Chad. It loops together. Did you watch that, Todd? You're, you're, and I, don't, I actually haven't. No, I haven't seen it. It's not a bad movie. And, it, and there are a lot of the Gary Hart stuff I kind of forgot about. Yeah. And when when did that come out? Oh, man. 2018 is, is when it was I released. Mean, the the thing is, because because my head has been in this, like I don't want my entertainment to be political yeah. now. Like so, it was, it was interesting when you said this because I've stayed away from pro- political dramas. I've stayed away from political everything in the fictional world. Well, As have I. Yeah, yeah irresistible. Irresistible was the first venture out into that, and yeah. after watching it, I enjoyed it, but I instantly regretted it. I have not been able to go back. I'm right well, there I, with you. I, I think that's fair though, because my my wife is a, a attorney. Uh, and and I'm not allowed to watch Law and Order anymore because she says and be like, nope, couldn't do that. Nope, can't appro- Nope, that's a violation. Nope. And I'm like, honey, I didn't sit down to watch this to get the flow of the courtroom. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who done killed that person. <laughs> well, and what Sam mean? Watterson's sweet sweet ass is he still on the show? I don't. I mean, know. he is in this the in this show. I don't get to watch it anymore, Chad. <laughs> well, I just okay. said that. Let, we'll end on a high note. What have you guys been watching to make yourselves feel better? I will actually know what the other two, for the most part, because we talk every week. Todd, what have you been watching? That, what, is, what is something you can recommend to our audience before we get um, out? Of- there's a show on Big Shot that my buddy Dean Dean Laurie ran. And um, so that's got, um, what's his name? The good looking uh, guy from uh, Joe Lewis, John Stamos, John Stamos. Oh, I was close. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's comedy, oh, yeah. and it's on Disney, and it's uh, and I know all the backstory, so it's it was fascinating to watch it, how it came together. I uh, just finished uh, Falcon and the Snowman, uh, which is what I refer to it because I can't not. And, <laughs> I just uh, got what you were saying. <laughs> the one snowman, eastbound and down. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it, the, from the moment that they advertised that, it's always been Falcon and the Snowman in my head, and I had Well, I'm, you know, I'm now it's going to be that way for me now. By the way, yes, that's what what will be. But, I uh, never put. I never thought about it. But, but like the Falcon um, and the Snowman. 
I, I, it was, it was interesting because it felt like it was, uh, I think Malcolm was facing a lot of challenges to, but I don't know this. I haven't spoken to him about it, but, uh, it was, I, I liked it in the end, but it felt like a show that is at a new network and everybody's trying to find a way. Yeah. uh, But at the same time, I loved Wanda. Um, what else have I been watching? We watched a show called Ripper Street. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, BBC, I've watched Ripper Street. BBC show that they shot in Ireland. Um, it was fascinating because it never went where I thought it was going to do go. But a, a lot of BBC shows do that. They they tend to mm-hmm. break all the rules. And uh, that's it off the top of my head. I mean, I've seen a bunch of horror movies. Freaky is amazing. Um, I watched Freaky. So I had about six hours to myself a few weekends ago. She took the mm-hmm. kid and went to do something. And I, I had a few drinks and watched Freaky and laughed my ass off. Freaky is hilarious. Have it's, the other two of you watched it? With no, Vince Bond? No. It's, no, it's Vince Bond's best performance in a long time. Oh, he's fantastic. Uh, have you seen Arkansas? No. No. What is that? I've driven through it. Uh, it's a pretty it. his performance in that movie is pretty good. It's a, it's about drug runners basically. Oh really? Yeah, Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn in, in Arkansas is pretty 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 he, solid. He lives he lives not far from here. Every time I see him, he gives me a stink eye. Does he know you? Do you know him? No, I've never met him before. I mean, don't crap I, on his heart. I, have, I mean, he fucking hates Jason X or something because I I don't know what's going on. Are like you, when we walked by, Eda was like he just gave me the stink eye and i was like he just gave me the stink eye <laughs> well we just passed him on the sidewalk and then i saw him somewhere else and i, I looked over and he was because he lives down here so anyway. yell at him and go lost world sucked <laughs> <laughs> well if you if you have when you have him on the show ask him what you <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i'd love to have him on the show because actually i think he's fairly conservative right he's very conservative yeah yeah he was in that uh Craig, it's not Craig, it's like R. Craig Baxley. I kind of liked it. It's uh, dragged across concrete with him and Mel Gibson. Did yeah. you see it? I haven't seen it. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I kind of liked it. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Todd, thank you so much. We hope we actually get you back sometime. Next time, we won't say we'll do something. I don't know. Let's do religion. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah because the people who didn't get pissed at us, this because we usually don't, we try to stay away from politics, but the people who didn't get pissed at this episode, be sure to tune in for religion. Chad, so, Chad, this will be your chance to tell us all about why we need to convert to Zoroastrianism. I know you want to do it, Chad. You bring it up every time the camera's not rolling. Just own it. Do it now. So, so seriously, how many of the people who are subscribed are going to be pissed off because I, I, was, I was on the show? Nobody. Well, really? nobody we'll ever hear from now. No, well, I, 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 I mean, we rarely, we rarely ever. I, I've said a couple of things that I've got messages for that somebody, but I actually haven't heard any of that in two years. Yeah. And no, we, I, this I, will be four years this summer. I think, to be honest, most of the comments that we get was, "Hunt, I didn't think about it that way," or "That's weird," or like, "You I didn't, mean, I didn't know about that." Yeah. Now it's going to happen eventually, and like I said, the one that the the thing that still shocks me is the only time that we got negative vote down on YouTube. Somebody went out of their way to go, "Oh, they're talking about Vincent Price." Down vote, and I was like, "Really? Yeah, yeah." Was and, uh, that was the episode that I was like, "I love Vincent Price. He's my favorite everything." And I, I that that is the only episode I, I need to go back. He's to no check. Oliver Platt. Well, he. <laughs> 
He can't be, Chad. One of them's still, as far as I know, breathing, and the other one's not. It was a very um, James-heavy episode, and it really was some guy that just started shitting on it. So it just happens. I don't know. But no, and but that's my entire thing is if this episode gets a download, it'll probably be because I've said if this episode gets a download, but, but it will never be our first because somebody went, oh, Vincent Price, nah. <laughs> I, I just I just watched Dr. Phoebe's Fives. I always oh, yeah, say it wrong. Yeah. Dr. Five. Uh, recently. Had so, you never seen it before? I had seen it so long ago, I really didn't remember it until I started watching it again. Well, I, I loved watched it a few years ago, and I was like, holy shit, Joseph Cotton, who's in Citizen Kane, is in this. I mean, it's oh. a crazy, crazy movie. But Just do you know not... what I mean? It's like, well, Vincent Price, you expect, but you're like, oh, dude, you're like buddies oh, with Citizen Kane. <laughs> I, uh... You worked with Hitchcock. He worked with Hitchcock. I, I got extra credit once in a in a graduate level Shakespeare course because I asked the professor after class. I was like, "You ever see Theater of Blood?" He said, "No." And I was because we were talking about Titus Andronicus, and I said, yeah. "Oh well, there's a scene where he does a murder based on Titus Andronicus." And he goes, "Do you own it?" And I said, "Yeah, I own it." He goes, and this was tell you how long ago I owned it on VHS. I, he was like, "Will you bring it in? Let me watch it." He literally watched it, came back, he goes, I'm going to give you extra credit, but that may not be the best Shakespeare adaptation I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's not meant to be. It was a lot of fun. All That's right. Great. So when you come back, you're going to talk about religion and abortion and gun control. Yeah. Well, let's not right. handle all three. Let's let's stretch it out into three I different shows. I think they all would literally go hand in hand. Actually, what you need to do is, uh, we'll give you some time to do this, Come up with your own religion that addresses all those. And remember, if it's a religion, it becomes tax exempt. This could also help you with those taxes, which and, you already don't and, pay. <laughs> and that's all right, because you're already rich, living next to Vince Vaughn, who gives you the same guy. <laughs> Go ahead and pitch that religion to Vince, and then if you sell him on it, then you know you can sell the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, the steak he's guy. guinea pig. He's guinea. Why the hell would Vince Vaughn be mad at you? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. Maybe he gives everybody a stink eye. I don't know. I just it it was weird. And with that, know. so much. I now, don't know whether now the flip so side of that is hates me or Tater Days. I, the flip side of that, by the way, though, is now if I see Vince Vaughn and he doesn't give me the stink eye, should I be mad that I'm not even worth that? No, but I want to know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been bonehead. Was and real quick, before and Joe, you can end right on this note. Uh, James uh, has real feelings about Vincent Price. He's a poor man's Foster Brooks. Good night, everyone. I'll kill you, Chad. (laughs) 